And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. I'm Marilyn Brown. And today we are discussing fake news. Uh, I've wanted to talk about this for quite a while. And then, and I'm not even going to remember who the celebrity was, but there has been this video going around Facebook and some people have sent it to me. It's a sponsored by BuzzFeed, but it's basically a celebrity warning about fake news. And it's just interesting because I feel like it fake that the term fake news is used so much now and it's not really defined because when I watched the video, I was like, oh, this is a good video. And then when I saw BuzzFeed was sharing it, um, I mean, I like BuzzFeed, but I, I think they, for me, kind of toe the line of what is real news and what is fake news in that they are an outlet that uh, is what I would call maybe selective news. They share the news that kind of works with their uh, worldview and the, and the brand they're trying to create. And then anything that doesn't fit into that, they intentionally leave out. So there's been multiple times where they they'll post something as news and then what they posted isn't necessarily inaccurate. It just doesn't give the full picture. And when I go look it up, I'm like, Oh, there's this whole other side that kind of makes it seem like it's something very different than the way they presented it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, my first question is what is your definition of fake news? (laughs) <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> Be my first thing was, what do you even mean? Like, it, what does that even mean? We use that term so much now, and it's like, it's 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 so widely used, and I don't think anybody really um, is aware of what that means. So for me, like, I think of fake news as intentional, or not even intentional. I think of fake news as misinformation. Um, as inaccurate information, as non-factual information. Um, So I think that's a pretty, like, that's a pretty clear definition of fake news. But I think a lot of things go, are being called fake news that are just things that people don't like or people disagree with. And I think that we're in a time where people are labeling facts that they don't agree with as fake news. And so it's really hard because then on the other side, there, there is actual fake news. There's actual outlets that are intentionally producing fake news and, and, and um, intentionally wrong stories to mislead people. And yet people aren't really calling that so much fake news. Like that's not getting called fake news as much as things that are maybe biased news. Um, a lot of our news is very, very biased. I mean, I don't really watch most news because it's so biased, whether it's biased liberally or biased, you know, with more of a conservative slant, like recognizing that a lot of the facts, and I think that's what you're talking about with BuzzFeed is that, you know, they do, they have done some kind of deep investigative stories and things, but then you also will kind of find out later that again, like you said, they'll leave out certain facts that maybe present a more, um, a broader picture of what they're talking about or show a different side that they're not, um, that they don't want seen. And so I think 
that's often what people are calling fake news. And I don't really necessarily think of that as fake news so much as, as biased, skewed news, which is a lot of what we're getting. Um, and so it's hard because I think that like fake news has been just that term kind of makes me a little nauseous now because it's such, it's such a constant thing and it's being used as a tool. And the term itself is kind of being used as like a tool and a scare tactic to get people to not pay attention to actual news and like actual facts and things. And so it's, it's kind of, it's, it's concerning to me how news and, and news media has kind of been weaponized and turned into this, this like, all of it's fake, don't pay attention, don't look over there, just pay attention to what we're saying, because that's kind of the opposite of what you would think would happen when you ask people to get more critical about what they're taking in in their news. Yeah, I, th I think it's difficult because, uh, right, there's so many things. Uh, the first being kind of the the levels or the, the, the layers of the concept of fake news, right? Because you have news that's completely fake that's just made up and you can easily fact check it and yet it still goes massively viral and then you have news that uh is very intentionally only giving certain information um you have news that is just factually correct but is biased and not presenting uh, a full true picture um and then uh yeah, I think you have all the other kind that I see a lot is you have now um, kind of opinion of facts being presented as part of the facts, which yes. then it kind of just messes with the whole. I, th I think that's what's kind of created this uh, people not really being able to discern the, the difference between uh, opinions and facts within the media. Um it's hard because you, you talk about it being kind of weaponized to attack the media. And uh, where I sit, the, the hard part for me is that I think a lot of the attacks are deserved in the media. I think the media has become very, and I don't think it, it has become, I think it's been like this for a very, very, very long time in that it's corporatized and there is incentive to one get more viewers and to push an agenda that helps that corporation so i think just in the essence of the how news functions there's going to be a, a bias within it um so i think really being critical of that is important but also what you say i think we're in a we're in a place where anytime someone doesn't like something that any news outlet is saying that they, they label it fake news to try to um discard it or try to get people to uh look for news um in a, in a different place uh, and i think that's also dangerous so for me it's kind of hard to know where to come into the conversation or where to tackle the problem because i think fake news is a real problem through all of its layers um but i also see it being weaponized in a way that isn't actually about helping create more reliable news it's being used in a way to discredit news so people don't trust the media yeah yeah and i think one thing too that i'm seeing that concerns me is that the news is i mean part of it is that like i think part 
we have so much access to information. We have more access to more information now than we've ever had. And yet I feel like we're in a time where people are less critical about the things that they read and less willing to kind of look things up and do that research. I think that like, it's, it's interesting to me that we're in a time where we have so much access, but yet I find that like, it's so much easier to not really be critical and just kind of expect the, your news media or whatever Twitter feed you're following to kind of keep you aware of what's going on and keep you informed and what we see and what people find out with, you know, the whole Cambridge Analytica thing and on Facebook is that we're in these bubbles. And so you kind of just keep getting recycled the same information and fed the same information. Um, But I think part of that people need to take kind of that personal accountability for what we're taking in and find, I don't know, you know, what that source is going to be for you, but something that feels reliable in a place where you're actually more critical about what you're taking in. Cause I do think that like we have so much information and we're inundated with so much that we've almost just really, that many of us have become very lazy with mm-hmm. what we have to do. Do we read the article further? Are we just reading like, you know, the first couple of little paragraphs and then thinking that we know the whole story? Do we, do we, look to make sure that these are actual facts do we you know those kind of critical thinking things that i think just we i i know with myself i don't always take the time to do that and and that's something that i think would really help with people being able to spot fake news and actually manage it you know because i think like everybody has we all kind of have a personal responsibility and i know that for myself i haven't been i've been kind of lazy with that yeah yeah, I think that's half of it. I think the other half is uh, I think it's important that the critical thinking is done in a truly academic way, right? Because I think a lot of people do check, right? They check their sources, I'm doing air quotes, um, and they don't actually know what the academic approach to critical thinking is. So they're going into their conspiracy post and looking and saying, oh, it has sources. So they go to the sources of that one and read more. That's another conspiracy. They're not able to actually analyze what is a reliable source and what isn't. Um, because I know just a lot of people who I who are I know that are fairly educated i would consider them educated and they'll post something i'll be like oh this is actually not true blah blah and they'll start like showing the the sources that were in there and it just gets very clear that they actually don't know how to decipher uh a reliable source from an unreliable source so i think it's kind of both those things there are people who are trying to be informed but really don't know how and then other people who don't and i think the people who don't there's half kind of laziness and just not being accustomed to having to do that extra work because everything is just at our fingertips and right as we see it um and i think the other half is time too i think we're in i mean it gets overwhelming to have to look up every single thing you read like the vast majority of people don't have time uh, to do it in a way where they can actually be 100% sure that their thoughts are based on real facts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, that that time is is very important. And I think that part of it, too, is going back to kind of the responsibility of the media in general, that I think that 
I think that what you mentioned earlier, that there's a lot more opinion media and it's a lot harder to kind of decipher whether it's opinion or whether it's news sources. And I think a lot of times some of the opinion media kind of intentionally tries to cloak itself as factual media. And part of the problem with that, or what I see part of the problem with that is that with you're adding all the opinions on top of the facts. And so people don't know what they're actually getting. Are you getting the facts of what happened? Or are you getting the opinions of this person that you watch every day and listen to them, you know, expound on whatever topic? And I think that when that becomes really convoluted and hard for people to understand and, and kind of see the line and the, the and they're not, make, again, they're not making that very clear, it, it adds to it. So it's like people think that they're getting the news, but they're not. They're getting this right opinion for that subject for that day and they want to you know they're they're getting fed whatever that person wants to present for that subject but that's not the news and so i think that's part of the problem is that i think people oftentimes do feel like they're informed but they're not be you know because they're not being actually informed by the news Um, which i think a lot of that goes back to the underlying corporate issue you know, because a lot of this is paid for by corporate, by corporations. And so it's, it's not really meant to be the news in the way that I think we used to take in the news. Right. Yeah. A big problem just for me personally with mainstream media is the lens of which it presents pretty much any story. They just, it's so much of it now is kind of looking at everything from the outside and then getting these quote unquote experts to kind of analyze it. Um, Mm -hmm. And the experts so often are not actually directly involved or informed in what they're talking about. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, I think it's very clear for me when uh, any kind of movement or, or protest is covered that you see these big aerial shots and these pictures and then you have five dudes, maybe a woman in there, uh, kind of discussing the issue and they're all politicians or corporate some somebodies. And it's like, well, you have no one who's actually on the ground experiencing what you're trying to cover. So then it, it naturally kind of becomes biased through this outward looking in kind of lens. And then I think that's, I think a lot of people I watch mainstream media and i just think like you're all out of touch like you just don't understand like what being a a normal person is so then when you add your opinion on news stories and try to make it relate it just always feels um it just doesn't feel genuine and i think we just had the correspondence dinner and there was all this controversy on that i don't really want to talk about that controversy because i think it's mostly ridiculous but uh the interesting thing that i that i think comes out of it is normally the the comedians kind of tell all their jokes and it's a roast and they come back to oh but we need the media and strong media and they have this kind of rally to the media end and this year it wasn't that the end was very much an attack of get your shit together um and that's kind of been ignored and I think it's been ignored for a reason. Um, And I think it made it very clear that the media has no interest in changing. It doesn't think anything's wrong with the media. They think the problem is everything else and that the the media is what is doing the the right quote unquote right job. Um, So I think that 
indicates a, a, a struggle um, when the media itself doesn't realize its own problems. Yeah, and I actually, I feel like, I think that maybe, like, I feel like you're being more generous to the media in that I think that <laughs> does know on some level what's going on and the problems. I think that they recognize, and I think that was a part of why there was so much discomfort with what she was saying, and there was so much people really couldn't tolerate it because I think that there is some level of awareness, but also they're making a lot of money doing right. this. And that like there's this underlying, you know, it's the same with like you look at Congress and it's like, does Congress know how, you know, out of out of step they are with many of their constituents on a lot of the views? And I'm like, yeah, I think they do. But there may, there, there's there's a there's a financial benefit to continuing to act like you don't know what's going on. And right. so I feel I, I really don't think that the media, especially not, you know, on the larger the larger scale is is unaware. I think that they know and that this is an intentional kind of trying to skew things because you'll even watch new shows come out and they'll like kind of try to like listen to people's, you know, well, we need different opinions or we need people that are more involved and they'll kind of try to like structure these new shows around certain things, but then it's still the same formula. It's still the mm -hmm. same talking to the same people. They're still kind of looking from the outside in but kind of I feel like there's there's almost times where I feel like they'll try to kind of change the format a little bit to appease the concerns yeah. and so a lot of it's pretty disingenuous to me and I think that you know it's we have to stop relying on the media to like inform us as much and we really have to like step back and 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 shift that because we don't live in a time where you can like turn on the news and just trust what, you know, trust what the news is telling you what's going on. And I think that's hard for people because it has, it wasn't, it, it, this is, this is different. You know, I'm yeah. not saying it's been so great, but, but like we're, I think that we're in a, in a different, more extreme time. And I think that it's kind of just more difficult for people to even catch up with and get used to. Like I talked to my mom and I can just tell how her, opinion of the meeting stuff is definitely changing but it's still kind of that like same like but i believed in this <laughs> like this mm -hmm. was i mean so i think that's hard too because i think that there's a generational um challenge with kind of adjusting to this new normal that we're living in yeah and i have found that i think most of uh, within the mainstream media that uh most of uh mine is Fox News, um, the rest, pretty much the rest of the media. Um, MSNBC, a little better than Fox News, but still has the issue. But I think a lot of the uh, quote unquote fake news actually occurs in the video segments and in the on air um, world. Uh, I see less of it in editorials. Right. Yeah. Or I find I and I see it even when it exists in editorials, it's easier to call BS on it because you can actually go directly to the sources because they, for the most part, will put them in the articles. So that's I mean, I pretty much never if, if something's interesting that someone posts like a video from the news on my wall, I might watch it. But I pretty much take nothing in any video as any kind of value um, until I actually see something in writing. Um, that is sourced so that's kind of my own personal way of kind of combating it but also looking at where your news is coming from right so my favorite news source is probably uh democracy now 
um, which is pretty much people funded. They don't have corporate sponsors. It's just by donations and they get some public funds. Um, And they are uh, definitely on, they do a lot of commentary, but they differentiate between this is us telling you the facts and now here's our opinion on it. And their opinion definitely skews. I don't want to say liberal. Um, I call them activist news. They really love to cover um, activist movements and uh, protests and, and, and things like that. That's just kind of what they prefer to cover and how uh, other issues are affecting activist movements. Um, so I think because of that, uh, they tend to be uh, more on the liberal side. Um, but their their focus is on facts and giving a voice to the people on the ground, which is what I like. So I think a lot of the the, the quote unquote liberalness comes not from them wanting to push anything, but from listening to the activists and giving a voice to the activists, which tend to be much more on the liberal side. Uh, But I see just a huge difference between the way things are reported. Um, And I I think my assumption is, is that's because of where the money comes from and they don't, they're not answering to any hired person who's telling them, Oh, you have to present this in this way, or you can't talk about this, or you have to talk about that. And, and, and worrying about, Oh, if I cover this story then I'm going to lose these ad dollars and I'm going to lose these commercials. And these people are going to pull out of, running ads on my show and all, all these things that kind of happen happen on the corporate side of things. So I think looking at who's funding your media um, and who they're deciding to give a voice to uh, is a great way to kind of know, at least begin to know what's more reliable and what's going to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just be more influenced by potential bias. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. I think that the, the, the funding source is a really great way to kind of find out what's really going to be kind of the core of the agenda. Cause if there's someone funding it, then that's, that's going to be the, the keeping that, like keeping that funding source intact is, is, is always going to be the bottom line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that, if, you know, if there's an outside source and that just, that just makes sense. I mean, it, 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 it makes sex makes sense with economics, but at the same time with your sources and your media and where you're getting your news, kind of paying attention to where that's coming from and, and what's underneath things I think makes a huge difference because mm-hmm. you start to see, certain things not getting covered, certain things not getting discussed, and you can kind of start to see certain patterns that maybe you weren't even aware of, right. you know, and it's hard because I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think like we, we just live in a time where so much is controlled by corporate money that it's really hard to kind of, to, to really know how to get back to the integrity of certain things. Because I, I, I do understand why, it, you know, I understand why they have to function the way that they do, but it's also like something has got to change. It's not working, you know? So, uh, 
So now I think that that's an important thing. And I, I don't know, for me, like, it's a, it's kind of a constant challenge and I have to, um, sometimes I just don't really pay a ton of attention to news at all. And then sometimes I'm really, really heavily involved in having to like constantly check sources and like look things up and, you know, and, and, and make sure that the information I'm getting in is accurate. But I know that for myself, I really have to kind of, um, allow myself to like ebb and flow with how much attention I put mm-hmm. to or not. You know, I can't really like, I, I used to get very, um, what's the word? Like I would judge myself and be like, Oh, you know, you don't know what's going on. You need to stay involved. And then I would get really like overwhelmed with it. And I realized now that actually it's, it's healthy for me to step back sometimes and not be so, you know, um, involved in everything going on. And so I think that's part of my mindfulness practice with it is just kind of being able to like manage what I'm taking in and recognize that I don't always have to be so Mm -hmm. constantly informed. Right. Yeah. Two things. Uh, The one is uh, I think money is a huge influence, but I think uh, when you look beyond it, it's what, what does money give them and it's power. Um, So I think power is really the, the main influence and i think that's why news and journalism has always had this problem um, i remember being in dc and i was in one of the museums and it was talking about uh abraham lincoln and one of the news one of the major news organizations uh not wanting to get reelected, so they were running all these completely fake stories um about the abraham lincoln about him like avoiding certain people and having like places where you would hide in certain cities. We get, it was like super weird, but it really just, and there was this whole kind of wall about all these fake news stories way back then. It was like, this has always been an issue. And I think it's because of the power and when people want to have influence, um, it kind of corrupts things. Um, And the other thing um, I want to say was just on, I guess my own, journey of how I tried to be more mindful with news. Um, I noticed, uh, I, I haven't watched the young Turks in a really long time. Um, but I had noticed when I was watching them a lot, um, and I'm very aware they're very skewed liberal. Um, what I initially liked about them was that, uh, their segments were kind of broken up in, we're going to tell you the facts of this, whatever we're talking about. And then here's the part where now we're going to us and completely our opinion based on what it was. So you kind of got uh, both and they made it very clear on which one they were now talking about. Um, And that was wonderful for a while. But then what I was finding was that uh, their opinions, I wasn't having enough time to form my own opinions before I was hearing theirs. So their opinions started affecting, I was getting, I myself was getting lazy and hearing the facts and then pretty much just accepting whatever opinion they gave after. And there were multiple times that after I would think about their opinion and I'd be fighting someone from their opinion, I'd be like, I don't know if I actually agree. I just think I went with this because I listened to it for a half an hour and it was and I tend to agree with them. Um, So I really step back. And what I do now is I have uh, just sources that i know news organizations that i know that when they do editorials they tend to just give the facts 
and no opinion. It's just like this, 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 here's the source. And they don't really give any opinion. Um, yeah. And it does two things. It allows me to digest the information. Um, and it also al- allows me to, to know where I'm at. Cause sometimes I'll read it and I'll have no idea what any of it's about. Cause it's not a subject I'm familiar with. Um, but I'm able to take it and look kind of deep at the sources that are there, come with my own opinion. And then I can kind of listen to the rest of the media and what they're saying about it, because then I'm not as worried about someone else mixing that opinion and facts together. And then part of that confusing me, Um, I've made up my own opinion and now I can allow them to kind of use their opinions to challenge me, but I can say, oh, that's an interesting point based on what I know. Or I can say, no, you're presenting it in a way where that's not actually based on the facts you're only using these two statistics, but you're not incorporating all these other statistics that were in the original article. Um, And it just helps me be a little more critical um, Mm -hmm. and know that what I'm talking about is based on the facts and not just my emotions or someone else's emotions and opinions, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that that that's a really mindful approach and to to take because I think what we don't realize is how much of our opinions are influenced by other people's opinions and by, by who even presented it to us or told us the story and just kind of how they presented it. And so much is we take so much of that in. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times, right, we will feel like, you know, we'll totally agree with something and, and, and feel like that's our opinion and then later be trying to debate that with somebody and it's like wait a minute i i don't actually feel this way like this doesn't actually fit for me and so i think that's a really really mindful way to do that because a lot of times and i think that's that kind of hive mindset right like we we're used to okay most of the time or a lot of the times when i listen to this news source i do agree with their opinion of the facts and so i've gotten so used to that i'm so conditioned to that that now that's what i'm going to take in right and mm-hmm. that's so i just kind of apply that to everything and i think a lot of times we're not stepping back and kind of stepping out of that and recognizing, well, is this actually how I feel about this? And if I just had the facts laid out to me, what would I be thinking? I think that's, a, I think that's something that like your, your mindfulness practice has kind of taught you to be able to like notice when that's happening and kind of be able to like separate and recognize, wait a minute, is this, this isn't a, this, I don't even know if this is even my opinion. Right. I think too, the, the, the first step, that I think a lot of people need to take is just really self-reflecting on our own ego and bias. Because what I see a lot of, which is very discouraging, um, and I, I'm i much more on the liberal side of things, so most of the people I see on Facebook come from the liberal side, but I see a lot of conservative media and I have conservative friends, so I kind of see it from both. But what is always interesting to me is the person who is constantly complaining about fake news and other people being victims of fake news and yet is sharing fake news or or promoting articles that are incredibly biased or believing something. And then when questioning them on the facts can't really articulate any meaningful fact or statistic or anything on the thing they're so passionate about. Um, so I think it's easy. It's much easier to to see that in someone else and see someone else 
spreading fake news and not doing their research and not being critical um, than it is to actually realize that you're doing it as well. Um, so until that self-reflection part is there, uh, there's no way to correct uh, your own behavior because that's exactly what happened. I was in a loop with watching certain things and allowing it. And until I said, oh, I'm going to self-reflect and I think I'm not actually forming my own opinions here until I had that realization, I was still in the, the pattern. So the right. realization is what allowed me to make the choice to then find a different way of approaching news. Right. Right. So you had to have that, you had to have that moment of like awareness and then also be willing to like step back and mm -hmm. find something else and kind of recognize like that, that you had that awareness, but then it was like, well, wait, what, what do I do with this now? And getting right. curious awareness, right? You didn't just let that awareness make you feel uncomfortable because that's a lot of times what happens too. We get those moments of awareness where you're like arguing something and you actually like recognize, wait a minute, I'm on the bullshit side of the argument. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and, but a lot of times I think when people recognize that, that discomfort rather than being curious about it and being willing to challenge their own bias, it get you get defensive and kind of go on the other end and double like down. Yeah. double down and triple down and just kind of try to like use that discomfort to like go harder rather than like using that moment to like be a little bit vulnerable and like step back a little bit and, and challenge yeah. your own thinking. And I think the best way to the best kind of marker for it for me is how balanced are you right if you're really leading with your emotions uh it's probably because you are emotionally engaged more than you are intellectually engaged in that moment and i think that's what i see a lot with i saw it with myself and i see it with the vast majority of people is the news has become this emotional outlet where the first thing where we see a headline we have an emotional reaction so then when we are conversing about it or, or sharing it or trying to discuss it debate it with others it's from an emotional um place and not necessarily a, a place of curiosity and, and intellectualism wanting to understand which is why i think for me uh, really stepping away from the opinion and saying, I'm just going to stimulate myself intellectually and, and, and find things that aren't going to stir an opinion right off the bat, where I can look at things and kind of get as much of a full picture as I can without ever feeling an impulse to uh, have an opinion or to lead emotionally. Um, yeah. And doing that really helps me to then once... I then form an opinion and have an emotion to still stay kind of balanced between the two, as opposed to just kind of going off the handle of the emotion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that like, definitely when we're approaching discussing these things or processing it with others, I think it's so important to come at it, to come to approach it from a balanced place. But I also recognize that like, we're in a time right now where so much of what's going on is so emotionally triggering right. for people and is so emotionally, it, it, it brings up such a visceral reaction. And so I think part of it is recognizing that like all of that is completely valid as well. And the emotion that people feel around some of these, these really extreme stories that we're hearing, allowing yourself space to like process that and do something with that and find a healthy outlet for that. Like I think part of actually how we critically 
start to look at the news and like digest the news is by recognizing that this stuff actually emotionally does affect us. Mm-hmm. And if you recognize that and like, and, and, and recognize that that's valid and not like, um, you know, not push that away, not like, not judge yourself for that, but actually find safe spaces to be able to talk about that, to be right. able to process the emotion that comes up. Then we're a thing. I think people are able to get to a place where they can actually have a more balanced and kind of rational discussion. I think the hard thing is that a lot of times people we, we want to immediately engage from that place of emotion, understandably so. But then if somebody is coming at it from a completely super non-emotional, rational place, when you're emotionally triggered by something, then there's this huge disconnect, right? And then mm-hmm. we're on completely opposite sides and you see this blow up for people a lot of times. And I think recognizing that like, all of it is valid. Your intellect, your intellectualizing of it is valid as well, because I get that you don't feel this on this visceral level, but for the person that does feel it, being able to honor what they're feeling, recognize that that's valid and find somewhere safe to be able to process that before they go to that next step of engaging. I think that's so important. Right. The times that's like that part of self-care that we, that we miss. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a self-reflection of, uh, why are you feeling this way? Are you feeling this way because you care about this issue and it's affecting you and people you care about? Um, or are you, and these are just two examples, or are you feeling this way because you're allowing someone else to, to rile you up because they're making outlandish claims or whatever it is? Because those two are very uh, different things. And I think uh, a problem with it too is that uh, the the news and facts and opinion and emotion has all become so connected in it that when one is attacked, people feel like everything's being attacked. So I think that's what you see a lot is when in a lot of conversations that turn into political or news arguments, it's because people come in swinging of like, you're wrong. And when all those things are connected, you're not just saying your facts are wrong. You're saying what you're feeling is not valid and, and what the way you think is not wrong and your worldview is wrong. That's what people, whether you're saying that or not, that's what people are hearing. And what I have found very useful for me in uh, engaging with other people on political issues and discussing news when facts are different or opinions are different is really focusing on uh, connection and how you connect with that person. And that's, again, it's not about, about accepting uh, their views if their views are counter to what you believe, but it's about if you truly want to have a meaningful co- co- conversation, connection is the only way to do this. I'll give a quick example. I was online and someone was posting, uh, it was one of the videos of, um, uh, a person of color being beat by a cop and you had the you had the typical a bunch of kind of middle class white people coming on and being like we don't know the, f- the full context and pro police and all this stuff and there's so much back and forth and I wasn't going to comment and then I was like you know I'm not going to comment to anyone directly I'm just going to leave a comment and I basically just I, I basically said like it's interesting that uh, white people are the ones always saying, let's have 
full context. And I was like, the the issue isn't about the full context because if you actually listen to the stories of people of color, they're not outraged because of a video on Facebook. They're outraged because of their own personal experiences and the experiences of people that they know that they have in context of living in. Um, and I said, so that's really the issue. And we live in a world where um, one of the things people were saying was, well, they should be respectful. And why would he, this guy resist? Cause he was resisting in the video. And I just put forth like, well, yeah, but if you live in a world where you're petrified of the police, because you've seen them, you, you, at, at, you think or you've seen where any encounter with a cop can turn to death. Of course, you're not going to be able to think straight in those situations. Like we have cops who can't even who are trained, who can't even deal in those situations. How is a civilian who fears for their life because they're petrified of cops able to do that? So really in working on these issues, it's not just helping people of color. It's also helping the police because we don't we want people of color to feel safe, but we also want police to feel safe because they're claiming that the reasons this happens is because they fear for their lives in those situations because they've been taught that people of color are dangerous. So in correcting the issue, you're helping everyone involved. It's not a, a activist people of color versus police situation. Like it's them. That's what they're trying to feed us politically, but that's not the reality of the situation. And Pretty much there were no new comments of anyone yelling at each other after that. And no one confronted me on it. There was just like the comment that stayed there with the most amount of likes from people on both sides of the argument. But I think when you, my goal there was how do I connect these people together so that they see each other and see kind of a, a, a bigger picture beyond the emotional discourse they're having Right. Um, and when that was my focus, I was m much better equipped to do that. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot yeah. of times I'm not, I'm not that mindful. That was just, it's not like I'm always like that by any means. It was just in this instance, I was. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that, that, that if, when you can find that connection and, and you can make that connection, I think it's very, very valuable um on all sides and you will see that a lot of times people just kind of digest that and really don't really say anything but then you kind of kind of recognize that like that put it 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 it, it created more awareness for people mm -hmm. you know brought in it brought in the awareness on all sides and i think that like those kinds of things are important but like we can't have those conversations when people are not in that balanced place Right. You know, reading that from a balanced place and you discuss these things and have, you know what I mean? You, you, you have a pretty, a pretty, um, you know, you, you, you understand this issue, I think. And so you were able to kind of mindfully bring that into the discussion, but also recognizing, I think people have to give themselves time to do that. People mm -hmm. have to recognize that, like, we don't get to that point, like you have to you have to be able to take it in and, and digest the emotions yourself before you can really have those kind of mindful discussions about it. And that that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that it makes sense that people are feeling very polarized around some of these things, you know, and the yeah. way 
the way they're being used. So I think that like when you do have those moments, it can be really, really, it, it, it can be so, so valuable. But I think that for people just recognizing that like to get there, you have to do that self-care piece first of like right. managing and, 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 and coming to your own place of, of balance with what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, intention, right? And I think intention changes based on where we're at, uh, in a self-aware and self-care level if your intention is because you're if if you're discussing an issue or debating an issue that you care about deeply uh i i hear it all the time where people go well there's no room for mindfulness this this side's wrong and we just need to prove we're never going to convince them so we just have to outpower them to for us to win and that's a very clear intention um and I don't even want to say it's a, a wrong or right or useless or useful intention. It's just a different intention. I think the problem is, is that type of intention kind of right now overwhelms what we're seeing. And we're not seeing more mindful intentions involved, right? I don't necessarily think like everyone being mindful all the time is the only way things can happen. I don't even know if that's the best the best world I want to live in. But right right now it it seems like in so many of these issues, and I think it's politically motivated. I think it's intentional. Any kind of mindful discourse is kind of pushed to the side. Um, So it's almost vacant from any of the the conversation. So I think it's true what you say. I think um, in it, I wasn't really expecting much of, a conversation back um i was like hoping that it was going to stop the conversation and silence the conversation um which is what it did um and i think when there's so much noise and so much of those issues one there being a moment of silence where people stop is kind of a huge accomplishment or just a huge effect on it um but also uh i think a lot of it is, and I, th- I think it's easier to happen online that it's driven by kind of raw emotion and that, that doubling down that we were talking about, that when something kind of skews what you're you're saying, but also doesn't attack you, um, a lot of people just don't know how to deal with it. So I think I got a lot of people who were like, oh, that was probably interesting, but other people were like, not even knowing how to react, because I basically said, everybody here's right. At the end of the day, and what they're what they're they're fighting for, or claiming what they're fighting for. Yeah, there was nothing that they could fight. There was nothing to fight with about what you yeah. said. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just wish I could be like that all the time. But <laughs> yeah, but it does take. I mean, it is. I mean, that's an issue. I mean, that we've been dealing with for a long, 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 long time, um, and. It's one I care about deeply, so I just do know a lot about it, and I've taken the time to really not really to 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 listen and to kind of take in as much information without necessarily automatically engaging my own judgments or my own biases or my own opinions and really listening. That's what allowed me to to find that kind of, I guess, deeper meaning beyond the just the the surface of what is being pushed out that this is an issue of people of color versus police right which right. it's just whenever you look deeper it's just 
I think a lot of the that facade that's put on it of any issue kind of fades away. It just takes that that time to really sink into it. Right, right. Well, you know, you could always take that that comment and and save it to post on other things because I'm sure that conversation happened. It's pretty oh, yes. much <laughs> have on any of those videos, so you could just kind of pop it and just like, paste that same one into like all the videos and, and shut all of it down. <laughs> oh, I wish. I'd have to quit my job to do that. <laughs> it would be a full-time job. Yes. So. Well, okay. do we have, do we have something that we want the, the group to talk about? Actually, I, I was thinking, um, I want to hear how people are dealing with fake news or just the idea of fake news. Just, I'm just kind of curious as to like, um, what our viewers kind of tactics are for, for how they take in their news and how they kind of know what's fake and what's not. Yeah. That's basically what I wanted to hear too. So perfect. All right. Sounds good. And so you can comment in, did we, is the name different? Is it just civil discourse, mindfulness and action? Well, it's my, yeah. Mindfulness and action, civil discourse. They'll both pop up. Yes. So the Facebook group is Mindfulness in Action Civil Discourse, and you guys can comment there. And next week, we'll try to have a slightly more positive uh, topic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep ourselves balanced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.